Welcome to Really Important Fictional Things. My name's Rosie, and I'm joined by Avery. We had some technical difficulties, so this is a separately recorded intro. This week, we're talking about Devil Wears Prada, and we have a lot of tea to spill. Then we'll get into what else we've been watching. Here we go. Prada, fashion-based, fashion in 2006. Ew. (laughs) That scene where she's like depressed and walking home from the office. I don't remember what happened, but she's like sad and walking through the city and she's wearing a paperboy hat. (laughs) Yes. I just couldn't take her seriously. What the fuck? I was thinking because like some of the fashion I think is really pretty. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like some of the stuff she wears. Mm -hmm. Like she wears like long jackets and like that green dress that she's wearing Mm -hmm. when she's running around trying to get Harry Potter. Like that's cool. But like uh, of all of the things that you could pick for a serious scene, why did you pick the one thing that was like clearly not going to age well? (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know. Like you'd think if you were in – like prefacing all this with I don't understand fashion. I remember you and I talking about next in fashion or Project Runway, and I like don't understand. Like it, I don't understand it. So that yeah, is you just would a constantly thing. be saying, "Yeah, that one looks good," <laughs> yeah, and then they would be like, the "This judgment. is terrible." <laughs> yeah. So I'm not in. I'm not in there. I don't understand high fashion. But um, mm-hmm. do you think you'd think if you were in fashion by looking backwards, you'd be able to tell that there are fads and things that come in and out? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the hat. Because it's a serious moment. You must know that has not going to age well. But in the moment, do you think it's like so peak fashion at the time <laughs> that you're like blinded and you don't you realize it's ugly? You must not like in the moment be able to tell that something yeah. is not. I mean, what do you think is happening right now that's like not going to age well? I mean, I think the ripped pants and I'm wearing some right now look dumb. Really? Like yeah. Like ripped at the knees? Or yeah. Ripped- Throughout the thighs or both? All of it. I guess mm. less the knees and more of the thighs. Like some of some yeah. of the – when the rips are in places that like the rips wouldn't ever be. Yeah. And I was trying to buy shorts. You like can't buy shorts that aren't ripped. Yeah. It's just it not worth – I want a pair of non-ripped pants to wear around anyone over the age of 60 or you're just like wasting a lot of time defending your pants. Yeah. Does that happen to you? My family's um, got a lot of opinions on ripped pants. No, I don't have people commenting on my outfits usually. (laughs) I think the difference is that the stuff that's high fashion right now maybe hasn't made it. No, that's not true. Like sweats Mm -hmm. are like a big thing, like a matching top and bottom Yeah, like the two-piece thing. I love those. (laughs) I like them too, but I don't know if it's going to age well. It's like just like baggy. It it reminds me – oh, yeah, because now they're baggy because in in the 2006 era, it was like those juicy sweat – like tight, juicy sweatsuits. Yeah. Um, in like bright colors. I can picture those in the OC, like they were wearing them all the time, summer especially. Yeah. It's very matchy matchy. Like yeah. people are all into sets. I just ordered like seven sets. Yeah, I ordered two so sets too. <laughs> and then I also think maybe, I mean, everything is like neutral. Like everything mm-hmm. is like, I'm thinking of Kim Kardashian. Like mm-hmm. everything is like beige mm-hmm. and she wears those like body suits yeah. that are just beige. I don't know if that People just walk well. around in those. Yeah. I didn't know those were like, clothes all by themselves and I right. saw multiple people know, and I was like things. oh I thought this was going under a dress I feel very old <laughs> yeah. it's funny how quickly you feel like very old mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. the young people's clothes the like yeah. faux leather pants are also super in right now but those thing- come and go so those might stick around yeah exactly there's a lot of like 80s stuff coming back mm-hmm. one thing that I do think will 
age well is the matching like linen pieces mm-hmm. like where the top is the same as bottom I like, like in lilac or like silk matching mm-hmm. silk I think that looks so luxe anyway looks fashion so corner sleek. with Avery yeah she's not a fashion person <laughs> yeah I mean me neither and then I also just before oh, we get also into- the ridiculous sorry the ridiculous um sneakers like the crazy colored sneakers with like the terrible like super is that chunky- in right now the big chunky sneakers I think it's still in. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe it is. Just, like, I white. really don't know. I'm into but the white shoe. A couple years shoe. ago, they were like crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I do remember those. Yeah. Fashion is just funny. And it's funny mm-hmm. because then it's what's available. I mean, we'll get into the movie, but the scene where she she being Meryl Streep is literally giving Anne Hathaway like this speech of, you think you picked out that sweater, but really we picked it for you because we made all these high-level decisions that like trickle down to you in this ugly sweater that you have with perfectly pretty sweater just like a little too big <laughs> for yeah but mm-hmm. um that i was like well yeah i mean i guess you uh, she's representing like the average human being so that's mm-hmm. happening to me too but i always think it's funny when like remember there was a few months there where you really couldn't get a shirt that wasn't a crop top like crop tops yeah. were the available items <laughs> i feel shirts. like that's are we out of that i feel like it was i can find still- regular shirts now Okay, that's good. Because for a while, even looking at like Gap or somewhere, I'm like, but this isn't for the youngins. So mm-hmm. just give me a full length shirt, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then in this vein, the makeup, Emily Blunt's eye makeup is terrible, bonkers. <laughs> she actually, I read a couple of articles about this, and she calls that out. She's like, the green eyeshadow is incredible and <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Did she say, like, did you get a sense of if at the time they thought it was chic or cool or it, like, didn't come No, up? I didn't get a sense of yeah. that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's just so – the final but scene honestly, of her – some fashion even now is ugly. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Agreed. it's, like, ugly cool or Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like, your own – Like, those big that. jeans. Like, the, the jeans crazy that, like, goth, guys, goth people used to wear. Like, yeah. when we – you know, when just we were like in high school. Just, like, young little girls are wearing them now. Yeah, like tweens. I saw. Actually, I saw a photo shoot that was like base. He looked the guy looked exactly like Ryan from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like the hair was styled yeah. that way and everything too. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, the terrible. We always talk about how terrible the two thousand. I mean, this is an yeah, example yeah. Of how terrible the fashion was, and I guess it's on its way back. <laughs> I don't want it all back. No, also, so so much of it ends up being about body type because like flared pants are coming back, like. Sort yeah, of curvy, and, and I love them. They look so good on me. Yeah, I don't like those as much because right. I don't have well, as we much have different of an bodies, right? Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I love the joke that millennials will die clutching their skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're trying to let us make us get rid of them, and we won't. We will not release. <laughs> not. Oh my god! I remember when we were in high school because we or college because we both went to school in yeah. Boston. Some publication somewhere um listed boston as the least <laughs> as the worst dressed city <laughs> and do you remember that girls every, all girls not all of them but like so many would just wear skinny jeans or leggings with a white or cream north face and uggs yes that i was can it. picture it perfectly that was the outfit <laughs> you were like well dressed and ready to go and you, you had a lanyard that. with all your the lanyard and you were carrying a coffee <laughs> yes <laughs> I I feel like I pick and choose pieces of because like I had Uggs but I only gave in to Uggs because my mom found some that had like buckles and a zipper like they didn't mm-hmm. look like Uggs yeah mine had a zipper too yeah and I did have North Face but 
I didn't want it. Like someone got it for me and then I was like, I guess this is like nice to have. <laughs> but it was purple. Um, but I did have the lanyard and the Vera – not Vera Wing. Vera Bradley – like yes, thing. people love the Vera Bradley. Also Remember a gift, but I did use it. Mm-hmm. People would just go there and gobble up the Vera Gobble up the Vera. I think go to Panera and then they would yes. go to the store and get their Vera Bradley. I do love Panera. <laughs> they've changed a lot worse, of it. It's, yeah, yeah, they've it's not the good and The quality of the food is not as good. They tried to do been- too much. Just keep making sandwiches and soup. It's fine. And salad. Right. Now they, yeah. It's now like they pho. Have like, you don't have pho. You yeah. don't have pizza. What is happening? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's so weird. And the guy that, this is such a t- tangent, but the guy I went on a date with last night that I will not be seeing yeah. again, mm. um, he was an HR analyst for Panera, but the, only the company that made soups and only the soups that they sell in <laughs> grocery stores. <laughs> oh, so niche. I mean, my one memory of working at Panera. I have more than one, but one of the distinct memories of working at Panera is when it was when I was in college and the manager said, I think I asked for a day off, like th- three weeks or a month in advance. I am one of those people. And mm-hmm. she basically said, no, you have to come in. And I was like, I mean, I'm not go- I'm not going to like I'm giving you <laughs> notice. And she was like, your number one priority needs to be this job. And I it, I was, like, so caught off guard that I just said, it's not? And she was like, what do you mean it's not? And I was like, well, I'm a student and I have a di- another job. Like, this is not the first most important. My family's a lot more important than this job. Like, I don't care about this job at all, really. And she didn't – And you she were, just, like, a cashier at Panera, right? I was Panera, a cashier right? at Panera. It is not my number one. Like, it, it was your full-time job, but I was a part-time employee. Like, I don't – and she was just sort of stunned and then just to, like, go back to the front. And I was like, okay. Because she couldn't fire me. She needed me to be there. <laughs> oh, oh, people get so wrapped up yeah. in their jobs. It's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, let's getting get wrapped up in your job. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you don't know what this movie is about, uh, young Anne Hathaway gets a job at a fashion magazine. And she's like, fashion? Who cares? And then she takes, starts to get real wrapped up, I think mostly because of the boss, who is the based on Anna Wintour, right? That's what you read too? Uh, yeah. Nobody will debate. like confirm yeah. that. But yeah, the writer of the book briefly worked at Vogue. And Anna Winter is the editor of Vogue. And then she was she worked there for like, I don't know, a few months. And then she left and wrote this book. Okay. And Anna Winter heard about it. And she was like, and the quote is, I cannot remember who that girl is. <laughs> <laughs> she also – I read something that said she went to go see it. She saw the movie. She did, yeah. And then mm-hmm. if they – they like her quote after I don't remember exactly, but basically was like, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. And she wore like, Prada when she went to see the screening. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like pe- I feel like people like that. Well, I don't know if this is a true statement now that I'm starting it. I feel like she, at least, this character and maybe Anna Wintour in real life, like, they they understand their control. They don't care if they're hurting you. Like, they yeah. are out for blood. They are playing the game. Yeah, she has some quote about how, like, it's all about that job. Like, as soon as she doesn't have that job anymore, like, people won't treat her that way. Yeah. And she won't be perceived that way. Like, right. It's about her position. Yeah. Which is kind of what happens with Miranda Priestly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I had no memory of the opening scene, even though you and I both said last week we both watched this fairly recently, like within the last year. What was the opening scene? The again? opening scene it, like, was her getting ready and every, all these other, like, 
the women getting ready to go work there, I guess, and her getting ready for her interview. So they're all mm-hmm. really putting on their fashion-y outfits and doing their makeup, and she's like just more like eating bread. She like gets a bagel <laughs> and it's like, whoa. Um, the stuff about food and weight is like a whole other thing in this yeah. movie. Oh my God. But um but I was watching and I was like, I mean she just looks like someone who doesn't hate herself. She's just mm-hmm. getting rest dressed fine. And I mean maybe mm-hmm. she could put like a touch more effort into her, her appearance, but she looked fine for that interview. Like yeah. a little schlubby. Like you could t- I don't know, but not like awful. <laughs> Oh, I agree. I think she just looked like a normal person. She looked yeah. like someone that would buy clothes at Target. Right, which is probably where <laughs> she buys <laughs> Yeah. For like a secondhand store or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if she's even cool enough for a secondhand store. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She's not really. She's not cool. Yeah. Um. So many good quotes in it, though. Gird your loins is one of the only ones I wrote. That was a – that was a um, improv. Yeah, a lot of his was improv. Stanley yeah. Tucci's just such a gem. He also wasn't cast until the very last minute. Like they, it was Friday and they were shooting on Monday and they didn't That's have a cast. insane to me. Yeah. I guess he just has chemistry with everyone. So they rolled oh, the he dice. Chemis- but... He could have a chemistry with a rock. Yes. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Chemistry. Yes. With just air. So. Yeah. And he and Meryl Streep have worked together a lot. Yeah, that's true. They, I loved them in Julie and Julia playing yeah. um, Julia Childs and her husband, whose name I don't remember. Yeah, they're great. It's like I love them that. And then him, Emily Blunt is his sister-in-law. Yes, I was wondering about that and if they met on this set. I definitely read that, and now I can't remember. Yeah, the order of things. And I think Anne Hathaway and Emily Blunt are still friends. Maybe. Yeah, I read that they were best friends. I mean, who knows who's who's terming who's picking that term for them? But I think they're very close, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Meryl Streep, you probably read this too, but she did. She was method for most of this movie or the filming. Yeah. So I guess at the very beginning, she said to Anne Hathaway, "Like I'm so thrilled you got this part and that we're on this movie together, and that is the last nice thing I'm gonna say to you." And then like she basically <laughs> iced her for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I have mixed but she feelings. She said it was about. really, it was really depressing. Yeah, um, she hated it. Meryl Streep said that. Yeah, yeah, she hated it. She was like, "I'm never doing method acting again. It was the worst experience." <laughs> It sounds terrible. I mean, if it works for you and it's your method, then, like, yeah. you do you. But I've heard from a lot of actors who don't do it, heard from. That's like, they've told me. <laughs> I've listened to multiple interviews In where they've chats. said um, it's really hard when someone else's method and you're not because you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't get to know them because they're not there. Right. They're not themselves. So. Yeah. I also read, speaking of her method, I read that. You know, the scene where she like breaks down, she has no makeup yeah. like her. Yeah. And that's the one time you see behind the mask or whatever. Um, I feel like that's when you can really see like her method, how like depressed she, her character mm-hmm. is. And apparently they could only film that scene like a limited number of times because it was so painful for Meryl oh. Streep to do. Like it was like emotionally such a hard place for her to be that they got like a few takes and they were like, all right, snapped. <laughs> I take it. Wow. That's crazy. I a lot in that scene – was watching Anne Hathaway too. Not like I guess I was really watching the character and how I don't know when someone does break down like that in front of you. Like she says very little, which I actually think is great. Like she leaves so much mm-hmm. room for pauses to be like, "You mm-hmm. may continue. I'm not gonna try to intercede here." It's like she's 
It's like she's approaching a wild animal and she just like doesn't want to make any like she just is like it's like an animal is coming to her, like a bird is coming to her. And she's just very still, like don't move. And we'll see if she attacks or not. Or runs away. Or runs away. Want her to run away. Yeah. That's a good point. Um I will say, because I always say that I am watching the actors and mm -hmm. not the thing. That is not the case with this. Maybe it's because Meryl Streep was method acting or whatever. I was just watching this movie. I was not thinking about the production. I was not thinking about anything else. I was like totally in the world. I don't know that I was totally in the world, but I wasn't looking at the production or the actors. I was mostly watching being like like I was getting like jittery thinking about having that assistant job. Yeah, because you were. Because I had it. So that's what was happening. It was like, I wrote, I think I'm having PTSD. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like the light, you know, it was a spectrum, a very low end of that. But yeah, like, oh my God. Yeah. And the scene where she's, the scene where she is, um, it's one of the first times she's tapped to fix the problem. And Meryl Streep is stuck in a hurricane and is mad. Yes. That she can't leave. That – and she's with her parents uh, yeah. or her dad and her dad is like, what is happening? Like just – you you know, just tell her this isn't possible. That almost exact same thing happened to me twice. So once I was um, – I was in L.A. at home. It was my dad's birthday. So we were like FaceTiming because he was in Massachusetts and I had to hang up on him three times because my boss's husband was stuck in a snowstorm in Chicago and they were mad <laughs> me that his private plane wouldn't take off and i was like (sighs) i mean i don't i don't i truly don't know what you want me to do and she said some version of like i tried everything i could and the response was like she's like well i'm disappointed like i'm wildly disappointed in you that is how they responded to me you feel like such a failure even though this isn't a this isn't a possible task. Like, and I'm yeah. 22. Like, what do you want me to do? I cannot Hell, I stop like the, only the to... weather in Chicago. Yeah, but that I'm. I was thinking about how you were like you. You feel so. Um, what did you just say? You feel so like dumb, stupid, useless. I don't know. I felt like yeah, like so bad. I or should whatever. be able to fix this, and I can't. Yeah, I feel like the only way to be good at this job is exactly what happens to her and kind of what happened to you, where yeah. you have to like buy into yes. this person's like crazy reality. I wrote that to down too. Otherwise, you would just be like, fuck you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wrote that down too because I was like, the only, I think, and then there is a high from solving one of those unsolvable oh, I'm sure. problems. It's like, a, it's so like an abuse. Such an parent. addiction. Yeah, it's really the bad. The minute you get a little <laughs> crumb, you're like, or an abuse, any abusive yeah. relationship. Because from them, it's nice, but also just. The feeling of like, I figured this out, this thing that shouldn't have been possible. And I talked to enough people and we solved this problem. Look how seamless it is for you now. Like, I did that. Like, there was a mm-hmm. high of the like the control of that. It was yeah. really, a, that really makes sense. Addicting. And I feel like it happens to Andy with the Harry Potter. Thing yes. When she's like, I did it. And not even just I did it, but they're already bound and yes. with the twins she, like, on did, the train. I've had that moment. It's so <laughs> satisfying. And the funniest part is the reaction of like, the non-reaction reaction is the best one to get. Really? We'll take the names out, but well, because they don't—that's the best you can get. Like that, you don't get more. Effusive doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> like really? good job is not a thing that anyone says. So not being—I mean, it's still abuse, right? Because not being berated is uh-huh. like good job. Yeah. I mean, I orchestrated her dog's euthanasia in the kitchen in the middle of a forty-person shoot at her house. Yeah. I mean, it's being a servant. You're expected to yeah. just do it. And 
There's and that no should be your entire. What was the second thing? Was it the dog? Oh, the second you? thing. No. I think I know what the it's going to be. I don't know if I've told you Is this. Is it the dress? No, it's not the dress. You got to tell the dress story. <laughs> I'll tell too. the dress story. <laughs> the, the second thing I thought of, again, I was with my parents. I had flown home for Thanksgiving and I asked – I asked if – there wasn't, like, time off wasn't, like, a thing. I just assumed I could go home for Thanksgiving. And she said to me – she looked me in my face and said, I don't think I can do the next few days without you. But if you feel you must go home, then you must. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And what do you mean you can't do – I'm just a 22-year-old. Like, what can't you do without me? You have a full staff. Like, I don't know. And I remember calling my dad. And, of course, my dad was like, get on the fucking plane. <laughs> like, she will be fine. And if she, I'm sure in his head he was like, and if she fires you, like, you'll be free. Yeah, um, probably. But he didn't say that. Anyway, so he I go like home. trying to sabotage your job. Yeah. I go home. It's awful. Like, I should have just stayed because I had to work the whole time. But she's on West Coast hours, so I'm staying up late. Wait, you like, worked from home, too? Yeah. Or you worked – you continue, and she, she knew gave that. me. She a was phone. like, "You can leave, but I but still need you to work." Correct. That's even honestly, in some ways, that's even more insane to yeah. me because she knew she was going to have you keep working, but yes. she still wanted you to not be with your family. Yes, <laughs> like she didn't even want to give you like a crumb. No. So I was barely with my family. I was crying the whole time. The whole thing's awful. We try to go into the city one day, my parents and I, and I keep getting calls from her, and I'm on the phone with her, and I think they were casting a new show or something. It was like pre-production for something. Mm-hmm. And I – see, I even want to tell the story now is I missed something. But I didn't miss something. I was her assistant. I was not a producer. And she was mad at me that I wasn't doing the job of a producer. And at one point, she says to me, I need you to do your job as a producer. And I – like, so caught off guard that you're not like, I'm not a producer though, girl. Like, I'm your assistant. Give me a credit. Do what I get you? a credit? Give Where's me, my contract? I made – Thirty thousand dollars, and I yeah, did not get overtime. Trees? Tell the tree story too. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> anyway, the yeah. So I just I I can like picture myself standing in the Boston comment on the phone, and she says that, and she's so disappointed, and you just want to impress this person so much. I just sink down to the ground crying, and I'm like, okay, okay. And my parents are ahead of me, and turn around and come back, and like, what is happening to you? <laughs> like you have to. It took me six more months to give notice, and then I gave a four month notice. Yeah, I'm so scared of her. What was the thing you missed? Can you remember? Do you just remember the feeling? I don't remember what I missed. It, I mean, yeah. it was something about. It was also like the day after Thanksgiving. Like, why are you working? No one else is doing anything. Well, because right they're now. miserable. Yeah, all they have is work. Yeah, all they have is work. But I no, I I don't remember because it wasn't my job. I didn't know my tasks. This is and how else's. amazing would it be? Like that's the other thing about these people. They have the they have the ability to change your whole life in yeah. a blink, mm-hmm. and they just don't do it. Like yeah. she could have been like, "I'm treating her like a producer. I'm going to give her a producer credit on yeah. this show." And then you have a producer credit. I could have like stayed in LA production. if she had done that. Stuff. You, your whole life would have been different, probably, <laughs> if she gave you a producer credit on that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. I thought that all the time. Even just pay. If they had just paid me like a livable wage. I wouldn't be able to do it, honestly. I would get fired. I would either get fired or she would – I don't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it now. I wish – I almost – it's interesting because I almost wish I hadn't been able to do it. Like I was so good at it and that was bad. 
for right. me. <laughs> yeah, it kind of ruined LA. Yeah, that's sort of how I felt watching Andy in it too. Like she's good at this. She's very smart. She's good at anticipating needs. Like the, she has the emotional intelligence for it. And then she could keep a lot of information in her head. Like she was good at it. It's bad to be good at these jobs. Yeah, but to be fair, that's also sort of what you need to do to be a producer. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why she leaned on you so hard for that. I'm sure she wouldn't necessarily have done that for with every. Yeah, I guess I mean bad for assistant. the individual doing the yeah. job. But yeah. Depen- I guess I'm saying depending on the job. <laughs> yes. And what you want. No, I think yeah. that's true. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, Wait. Will you tell the dress story? Yes. So the dress story is I was um, at lunch on a Saturday. And if you know LA, the distances will matter to you. But I was in like downtown LA at lunch with a friend. And I had two phones. So I had like my phone and then I had a phone for work. And I got a phone call So my boss was married and both of them had assistants. So I was her assistant, but then he had four assistants. So one of his four assistants? Yes. Like one did we yeah, I'll tell you later what they all did. They all had separate jobs and they were all working as hard as I was. Like it was too it because they I think I don't know what their actual mentality was, but it felt like hire more actual producers and people to do the jobs and assistants, but I guess you can't manipulate older adults who are producers as much and, and we would do whatever they said 30,000 yeah that's true too <laughs> so one of his assistants called me and she she was with them in texas so i was like i have to answer this i answered it and she she basically said you have to come to texas i was like what are you talking about you have to come to texas now today they forgot their clothes they forgot their clothes <laughs> Like, so basically all of their clothes, like they just didn't bring any bags. Correct. Because (laughs) what they would do is verbally, sometimes they'd lay stuff on the bed and sometimes they just verbally tell the housekeepers what they wanted to bring. The housekeepers would then pack it and then the, they would leave at the top of the stairs and they had a guard, a 24 seven guard that like rotated through and the guards would take the bags from the top of the stairs to the car and then the driver would like put them in the car. So it's literally like Downton Abbey. Yeah. So they never touched their bags. So they also didn't like see their bags. They just assume everything's like smoothly going. I am very impressed that they are in touch with themselves enough that they can verbally explain what they want packed. I mean, I'm so I'm putting quotes around that. that because they, they would do what this woman would do of like, don't forget to make me a reservation at that place near the thing I liked. They said that kind of thing all the time. You're like, the place and the thing that you liked. Like, what? It's like <laughs> they're children. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So she would, like, if she was saying what she wanted, it would be like, the thing that I wore last year to this thing, I believe it was green, maybe blue, something in that realm, you know. That's like what she'd say. And then you had to go look at all her clothes and try to figure out what that meant. And like hope you were right because they got really annoyed if you like double checked. Like, but you get angrier if I'm wrong. So that's so I can't crazy. win. Anyway, so the, so guard the bags forgot? weren't there. I don't know which fault? part oh. broke down, but the, okay. the bags weren't in the car. And then they also flew private. So someone – well, not always, but in this case, they flew private. So someone – Someone was supposed to move the bags from the car to the plane. And somehow the bags were sitting in the building still. So I guess it was the guard's fault. But I think – I remember this now. And I think the housekeeper usually left it at the top of the stairs and it was at the bottom of the stairs. So they just missed it and they weren't talking to each other. Like some – because, I mean, like anywhere there was – we weren't quite coworkers, but we sort of were. And there was definitely – Yeah, there was like snippiness. Not right? everyone like got along. And the yeah, the chef were, like, and the housekeeper did not get along. <laughs> 
I was I became surprising you to write a book. You I know. write a book about that. Surprising to no one who knows me. I became the mediator for a lot, so everyone went through <laughs> me all the time. Anyway. So uh, so I get this call. And so not only do I have to – I'm in downtown LA. I have to get to Burbank where I live in the valley because I make nothing with two roommates. <laughs> and I have to go pack stuff for myself and then go to Malibu to get their clothes and then go to LAX. This is like a this is like a square of how, like 20 Hell miles? traffic, yeah. But that would take Each you – Each way? Prob- Each leg of probably the square roughly. is 20 miles? Yeah. So I think I ended up – calling the guard and being like you have to bring you have to meet me at LAX like I can't do this and make that flight so I end up having to fly LA to Seattle to Houston (laughs) the woman the assistant was the one who booked the flight for me so she got me first class on one of the legs anyway do this I land in Houston at 5 a.m and I call an Uber and go to their hotel and the my bosses were staying at the Ritz and I get there, I have their clothes, and I go up to the front desk, and I'm like, these need to be pressed and brought to room, whatever. And he was like, okay, the people who, who like, can do that aren't here yet, and they don't get until, I forget what, later. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) These have to be pressed, like, now. Is it there? Is it back there? Like, I can go do it. And I must look hysterical, and the guy is just like, okay, slow down. red eye. What's going on? I took a red eye, an unplanned red eye. Like, I don't even know what I packed for myself. Oh, also, when I landed halfway through my red eye, I landed in Seattle. I have a phone call from their vet asking if he has permission to put their dog down. The dog had been sick for a while. And I was like, I am very verbally giving you no information about what to do about this dog. And he was like, I'm sure if you say it's okay, uh, like, your boss will be fine. And I was like, no. Like, I am not involved in the decision of this dog's livelihood first dog yeah. i fell in love with i think max r.i.p but um we so spent a lot of time together gone. yeah we oh, spent a yeah, lot of time yeah, together because yeah. i brought him to um he got acupuncture so <laughs> 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 and i had to bring him to acupuncture so <laughs> i the people there to press the clothes aren't there and i ask i'm like offering to do it myself the guy then slows me down and is like I will get these pressed for you. Like, I see that you are (laughs) insane and, like, losing grip on time. So, okay, great. I then get a text from one of the other people that worked for them that said, since you're here now, will you be handling wake-up call? I was like, her I just her wake-up call is in 90 minutes. Like, I just (laughs) got here. Like, no. But he made me, so I had to do her wake-up call. But I had to get call another Uber, same Uber, not a lot of Ubers at 5 a.m. in Houston, turns out, to bring me to a different hotel because the assistants were staying in a hotel down the street. Because they couldn't stay at the Ritz. They couldn't stay at the Ritz. They were staying at the Marriott. What was the other one? Like a Marriott? Yeah. It was like, it's a fine hotel, but (laughs) you put me in a damn Ritz. Come on. Yeah. And then I don't even really remember most of that day. Her PR team was super nice, and they they took a lot of pity on me. They felt really bad for me. They got they let me get my nails done during like the event. They like brought me to get a manicure. Oh, that's nice. Which was nice. And then I got to fly private home. So that was sort of a cool experience. Although most of the time I was just like, "This is really bad for the environment, you guys." <laughs> and then she said I could uh, take the next day off. The next day was Sunday. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 
the Lord's Day. That's the dress story. You think that she she was very religious. Very you would religious. think that she would have cared about that. Oh no. Religious. Speaking of bad for the environment, remember the butterflies? <laughs> oh my gosh. The best part of the butterflies. <laughs> this could be a whole thing, an interview of just me telling these stories. So the butterflies, they would order butterflies from Florida and release them. In their in backyard. In California. In California. And my parents visited me once and happened to be able to, like, come by the house. She was like, oh, yes, yes. And they, they, she was like, perfect, you're here for the butterflies. You know my parents. If you can just picture their faces, they were like, the what? <laughs> and they're trying to be nice. And I'm like, you be cool, you pieces of shit. Like, you have to play this so cool. <laughs> I love my parents. Not pieces of shit, but I was like, don't. Like, you got to act like this isn't <laughs> that as you, insane. That assistant and you coming out. You're back in the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You got to be you chill. You motherfuckers don't fuck this up for me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they, they come out to the backyard. I mean, it's a beautiful house. They come out to the backyard. And my mom is just trying to genuinely engage and, like, ask questions. And my parents don't care who they are or care that they're rich. They're just like, yeah. you're kind of mean to my daughter. I'm not very <laughs> impressed with you. And um, my mom's, like, asking why and is, you know, it a good environment for the butterflies? Is it, like, a good habitat? Like, she's assuming – she There's truly down to her yeah. core thinks that there must be a beautiful reason for this. And – um She's just like – my boss was just like, no, they're pretty. And don't they, like, die Yeah, they die within, like, 30 minutes because the food they eat isn't there. <laughs> within 30 minutes? I don't know if they're – but, like, a couple hours? Like, they don't yeah. even live a day. Because there's no food. Because what they eat they isn't there. there. They don't belong there. It's not their habitat. Some of them are dead when you open up the thing. Like, they come in, like, these little boxes. It can't be a good traveling experience for these. Oh, my God. It's really cruel to the It's really cruel. So I shouldn't be laughing, but oh, my God. She just liked the butterflies. I remember the day that that butterfly place closed and we had to find a new butterfly place. <laughs> Very you know stressful. how expensive the butterflies were? I mean, a few thousand dollars. Oh, that's not as bad. Now, tell – okay, last request. <laughs> these are the greatest hits. Is it the trees? For me. The trees. Okay. So the trees, they didn't – well, really, he didn't like that he could see his neighbor's driveway. So he this bought your some boss's trees. Husband. My boss's husband. So he bought some new trees. And, of course, like my parents bought trees at one point for their yard line, but they bought like baby trees. Not quite like we're planting a seed, but, you know, like a little – what is it, whatever. Sapling. Sapling. Yeah. Um, and then you let them – grow but no he bought three like full size trees and, and they're like those big cypress trees big this cypress thing trees. With rich people in malibu which was also like, funny to me because i was like this isn't a lot of this is just the like you can still see the driveway like it's not a very leafy like it was the leaves didn't start for a while so it didn't like right. even really resolve the problem whatever so he's working with the tree people and doing whatever they're doing and deciding where they're gonna go and plant them and stuff and he calls me out because him and his wife my boss were gonna go away so i would be there for the tree planting and he, pu he pulls me over and he's pointing to them and he's like these trees are your responsibility like you make sure they get put in the right spot and if they're not you stop them and don't let them fall in the house or the cars <laughs> i don't <laughs> i wish i had been sassy enough to, or just like had enough of a backbone to, be, to say 
would you like me to jump in front of them and and die for the house and the cars? Like what? I what do you? It's a full tree. How would I possibly? <laughs> They're stop tall. It? They're tall. They're like fifty feet tall. Fifty like feet tall. Large. Like these are huge trees. These are not like it's not even like a Christmas tree that you could no. potentially stop. Like these are it's a giant huge tree. Google cypress trees, full size regular adult <laughs> cypress trees. But I of course just was like. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then he said they're quite expensive and each individual, one tree cost more than I did for a year for them. Each tree was 50K. And you made 30. And I made before 30. Taxes. Pre-taxes. Pre-taxes. In Los Angeles. Pre-taxes. I think it was 30. 15. I keep saying 30. I think it was 35. And yeah. I, But I did not have health insurance. Oh like I had God. to buy my own health insurance. And each tree cost 50K. Each tree was 50K. How many were there? Like six? Three. The avian sale. I mean, $150,000. Yes. Which is really what I should have been making for that job. Because I think I worked – I mean, you saw me after work some days. I wasn't even really in the room with you. I was like, we've got this other phone. Like, I couldn't let go ever. Yeah, I know. You were, like, in another planet. I remember thinking at the time, and just to bring it back to the movie, I don't know how a relationship would have survived when I had that job because you – I was lose, I was barely spending time with friends, but a partner, you would. Mm-hmm. I don't know Mm-mm. the scene where he says to her, "The person whose phone call you're taking is the real relationship that you're in." I was like, "Damn, yeah, yeah, you yeah." Aren't I did I did read online though that like there's been a lot of internet discourse since it came out that he was a bad boyfriend, and Adrian Grenier, who played it, mm-hmm. said that he originally was like, "Fuck that," like blah blah blah. He's not a bad boyfriend. And then he was, he has a quote that's like, after years of reflection and online discourse, I see what they mean. And he should have been more supportive. And she was like on a stepping stone to something else. And like, I thought that was funny that it like caused him to (laughs) do some personal reflection. Yeah. I have mixed feelings. I mean, I don't think he was, I think he could have seen more what she was going after and respect to that and, or been like, shown up in an empathetic way for her or sympathetic way that he was like, how can I help you make your life a little easier because this is so insane for you rather than just you've sold out and like you suck now. Yeah. I think he kind of played it differently. Like I think it would be more heartbreaking and more effective if he played it in a way that was like not accusatory and blaming her and disappointed in her, but more like well, I can't do it. Like, this is not enough for yes, me. Like, right. matter of factly, like, you have picked <clears throat> something else. And because of that, like, I need to move on. I feel like that would be more devastating. Yes, that would be harder. Like, yeah. And it's it, like, like him being a jerk. And it also is truthful. Like, that is what's yeah. happening. I'm just seeing. I didn't write that much down. I took your vibe from last time. And I was like, I'm just going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Me too. Movie. One thing I, I took have my written, vibe as well. <laughs> one thing I have written down is eat the steak. Yeah, I thought that too. That's a nice fucking steak. And you did a lot of work to get it. And she doesn't want to eat it yourself. Eat half. Eat some. It's a very big steak. It seemed like a confusing order that that woman – I mean, you hear her say she wants steak and then she changes her mind, which is infuriating. But also, I wouldn't expect her to order like a really big steak unless her plan all along was to be like, I know this will be hard for you and I'm not even going to eat it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like – it seemed to fit her because of the decadence of it and the fact that she was, like, consuming a mm. dead animal. But yes. I agree. It's like she's going to be blo- – she's not going to fit into her skirt. She's yeah. going to be bloated for the rest of the day. Can you imagine a world in which you're bigger than a four, a two? You're not even <laughs> worthwhile as a woman. No. <laughs> Got to be tiny. 
Yeah, I was, it, it was, was very sizes. I was having some trouble with the fat phobia in it. Yeah. My hardest, I think the hardest part for me was Stanley Tucci being sizes. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, like I would understand the women being that way mm-hmm. a little bit more because they feel so much pressure to do it. But the fact that there was a man also doing that, I was like, I don't like, this is gross. Like, so <laughs> as if it was just facts too. Yeah. And also Anne Hathaway is thin. Like she, even in the beginning, she's yes. thin. Yes. Yes. Frustrating. I read that she went from a six to a four in real life making this movie. I yeah. You can, you can tell. See it. Like in yeah. the yeah. But still. It's yeah. frustrating. It was frustrating because yes, I agree with you. Yes, she was also thin. And also, I don't know. I was watching it thinking to myself, this I was 15 when I saw this movie the first time. We know it's not the only movie that like or thing in the world that had this message. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is why I don't think it's okay or that I'm worthwhile or okay as a human being. If I'm bigger than nothing, <laughs> like if I'm bigger yeah. than a two, so it's just it, so internalized. Is- and I'm not even close to a four. It's not even like a goal. <laughs> like that's yeah, like a far either, distant thing. So like, jeez. Um, it's weird. We always, yeah, we've talked about this a hundred yeah. times. Like what's the difference between representing it versus mm-hmm. perpetuating it? And I feel like this is sort of doing that. It's like they weren't making enough of a commentary on it, but they were also sort of lampooning the whole thing. Right. So there was um, there was part of it that was like, this is part of the toxic culture yes, is yes. being obsessed with the weight. But I agree. I think if she hadn't been so – like if they hadn't cheers that she was smaller at the end, like that was one of the – like that yeah. I really – didn't like because it wasn't like well duh but it wasn't like she was you know had really high cholesterol and had to lose weight for that like we're cheersing that you are taking up less space that's what we're mm-hmm. excited about and yeah blech. emily blunt is so thin in this so thin. like I she's will- the kind of thin where she could put oh my god i'm doing it right now and it's crazy how far away i am <laughs> she could put her own hands around her waist and i think her fingers would touch <gasps> I don't like even she's know. that thin. i'm not even sure i can do that like on my bicep i guess i could if I could reach like that. If you had both hands around I mean, I can't yeah. do that on my thigh. No. My I'm fingers so don't touch. No. Maybe yeah. my ankle. I can do my ankle. <laughs> I actually have pretty spindly thighs as I get over, which is annoying. I'm like, All the proportions are great, but I understand also annoying. Rough, rough, rough. Oh, and the other – there's one thing where she says <laughs> – I mean, this felt like it was supposed to also be a joke, but if you actually had an eating disorder, I don't know. But when she says – uh, she's like gotten thinner, Emily Blunt, and she literally says, "If I start to feel faint, I have one cube of cheese." Yes. <laughs> like, oh my god! And that yeah. appears true. Like looking at you, that does look she's like so how thin. you've chosen to eat. Yeah, and some people are just thin, also. So she might have just been thin at the time, but but she looks. I mean, I haven't seen her a ton, but I've seen her in other things, and she's always slender. But there are times where I'm like, "Yeah, but you look like healthy." Right. And yeah. Anyway, I agree. Okay, I've also written down, I love that she lit the candle before going into the apartment. Oh, the cupcake when she goes in. It's lit for so long. It bothered me so much. And I was also thinking about how still that set must have been because the flame does not waver a second. And it just, they must have decided, someone, the director, someone decided like it was poignant to have it lit the whole time. But she could have like walked, I don't know. It was very funny. I was also thinking about being the one holding that candle and I would have gotten so anxious about the candle. I would have been like, yeah, okay, I understand you're mad. Like, can you just blow this out? Please? <laughs> yeah. they talk for like two full minutes. Yes, and that's lit. a good point. In real life, I would have. Or I would have just been like, fuck you and blown it out myself and put it down. Like I wouldn't have. I would have just like 
move the can like be like maybe it'll just go shaking the cupcake a little bit and then be like, Oh, it went out. Oh, whoops, okay, let's continue our fight. I would have been more poignant, I think, if the candle just went out. <laughs> went out by itself. That's true. Oh God. Yeah, that scene was conflicting for me as well. Cause if I was him, I might have behaved the way he behaved. Although watching it, you were like, You're being like you're you have such a toot. It's the classic like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's fine. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, cry me or whatever. But if I was him, I would have been a pissy little thing. I think I would have been laying in bed pretending I was asleep and then yeah. like been a jerk in the morning, depending on how much self awareness I had. But at that age, early twenties, I would have been unpleasant about you missing my birthday. <laughs> I think I would have been incredulous. I think I would have been like, what are you, an idiot? Yeah. You thought you were going to go to a benefit and leave within 30 minutes? Yeah, you're dumb. Look at you. Look at yourself. Look at how you're dressed. You thought you were going to be able to get out early? Yeah, that's a really good point. I was like, I why mean, did you lie to me? Just tell me not coming. Just say you can't make it. It would have been easier yeah. to be like, say, I can't make it. I will make it up to you. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked your friend. Delusional. I, I liked that her friend was like, I don't understand what's happening. To you, she was a little oh, speaking harsh. Of her but. friend, I loved when they're at her friend's art opening, and the friend witnesses the guy like mm-hmm. standing closer and then kissing her on the cheek, and the friend is immediately like completely horrified because I think when I was younger, like before I was very sexually active, and I saw this mm-hmm. movie or whatever, I was like, oh yeah, I mean that's not great, but now I am like that is so bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, really I'm, like, bad. Her friend, I'm like yeah. immediately. Like, whoa, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I like that. You're cheating. You're cheating. Right yes, 100%. I like that the friend was also like, oh, really? Because last I heard you were in love with him, whatever his, yeah. the boyfriend. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Um, whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> I don't remember. But the other thing I have about him is when they're in Paris and she's drunk and they kiss, she says no three so many times. times. Yeah, I Three know. I times. felt that way too. And I what pissed that. me off about it was he doesn't listen to the no and just keeps kissing her. So you're like, okay, great. This is showing – I mean, I don't know how many men were watching Devil Wars Prada, but the message to a man is like – or to anyone hearing a no is like, mm, just keep trying. They'll they'll give in. But also really the message it. to me was she didn't really mean it because mm-hmm. she says – she says like, okay, can I stop making excuses now? So I'm like, okay, so the whole thing was a lie. Those weren't real no's. This yeah. is confusing. If you mean a no, say no. I mean, I know that's hard in the moment to, like, actually be doing and know what you even want maybe, but No, that's a really it, good was point. Like, Ew. That has happened in my life many times where I've said no and then I've second-guessed myself or I've said yes and then I realized I didn't want it. Yeah. Blah, blah. The hottest hookup I've ever had, one of them, one of the top five <laughs> hottest hookups I've ever had, I've told you this story, yeah. is a guy. The parking lot? Nope, that's I number one. Remember the which is okay, but <laughs> yeah, as was I. But, <laughs> um, no, it's the guy that I went on a date with, and he. Yes, we were hooking up, and I said at the beginning, I was like, I don't want to have sex, mm-hmm. and then it kept going, and I was like, All right, like let's have sex, mm-hmm. and he was like, No, you don't want to, and I was like, Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, now I definitely yeah. do. Yeah, ridiculous. I know. Yeah, it's someone else yeah. that will like listen to and respect and like help you hold your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so hard to find. Yes, it is. I didn't like him. I he's like one of no, those I didn't like him on, either. On paper, like in a photograph, like you understand why he's like he's the stereotypical like supposed to be sexy guy. But I did not find him sexy. You know who else is like that? Is um Joe Taylor's ex boyfriend, who was in um Conversations with Friends. What's his full name? Joe Taylor. Did you watch Conversations with Friends? 
The first few episodes. Oh, is that the guy, the 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 husband? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Completely agree. He's the same way. He's it's like a similar to look, sexy, too, sort of, but like yeah, not Joe sexy. Alwyn is his name. Oh, um, Taylor Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend. Oh, I yeah. immediately thought I of my friend said. Taylor, and I was like, she didn't date a Joe. Am I forgetting somebody? She <laughs> said that. I've been watching oh, too much fine. TikTok of the Eras tour. Oh, yeah. Well, she's all over the place. <laughs> Most people probably would have thought of Taylor Swift if they didn't have a Taylor friend. Um, <laughs> so I have another note. Um, they, were, they mentioned Hermes scarves, like, a lot. Do they really? Times. Well, she's holding all the scarves, Emily Blunt, when she gets hit by the car. Mm-hmm. So that's one. But they mentioned she's two so or three times. Yeah. She's so funny in this movie. <laughs> they mentioned them two or three times at the beginning. And I noticed it. I realized I noticed it because my first task in that assistant job was to return an Hermes scarf gift without a receipt or any proof that it was a gift and oh my get God. a full refund. Did you do it? Like not so credit. Yeah, I did it. Of course you did. <clears throat> <laughs> what yeah. did you say i mean i usually went with honesty so i was like it is my first day as an assistant for this woman and like you what do i have to do for you to do what i need you to do like i need yeah. i need this to happen i mean people who are rich and famous like that like these stores know who they are like their names are written down even if it's not mm-hmm. like a celebrity i'm googling how much is a hermes scarf do you know Probably ranges. I want to say a few hundred. I think it depends. Upwards of 400 USD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my head, I'm like, that's not that bad. That's a scarf. The scarf, if a scarf is over $30, I'm like, mm. <laughs> never mind. I don't even wear scarves. Who wears I scarves? I have one. I have that one brown loopy scarf that I like, and that's it. Oh my God. So some, I guess in Paris, things are cheaper in Paris. I just looked at YouTube real quick. And it says Hermes cheap Hermes is cheaper in Paris by roughly 15 to 30 percent, depending on the item you purchase. Exclamation point. If you are purchasing a Birkin 30, which I think is a bag, right? Mm-hmm. The Birkin bag. Yeah. If you're purchasing a Birkin 30, you will save over four thousand dollars if you purchase it in Paris. Exclamation point. I mean, people do that. Like I've heard of people who go to Paris and London to buy that stuff. The lines out the door, are like there are like lines that wrap around the stores. It's like people waiting for the sneakers and stuff. Oh, my God. Birkin bags are $11,000 right now. See, I can see a world in which I am a millionaire and you spend more money on things than makes sense or, like, is necessary. For me, I don't think it would be bags. But if I had a bag that was that expensive, I wonder, like, how rich do you have to be that you're not afraid of walking around with an $11,000 bag that could get, like, dirty or ripped or broken or something? Exactly. I also just want to note that that was the base bag, and most of the Hermes bags are almost thirty grand. Oh my god! No, this is a pre-owned Hermes white twenty twenty-three Togo Togo Birkin thirty pre-owned twenty-six thousand nine hundred dollars. <laughs> I just, I just, I think the things I'd end up paying for, and maybe once you already, I don't know. I do think you've said this before. Like there's amnesia. Like once you get rich you sort of like forget what it's like to not have money right. and to yeah. not just spend money on things but um i know that if i had more money there are some things i'd spend money on like i would definitely 
like pay for someone to clean my house once a month or something. And mm-hmm. like there's some of that stuff I would totally be once like, a month. yeah. Once a week. Once a week. If you could afford I it, once dogs. a week, every Friday um, or whatever. No, I would – don't get me wrong. I would spend a lot of money on clothes, like yeah. things that I have to wear. Like I would Yeah, I think I would spend like a lot of money the, on clothes. I would dress like fucking – what's her name? Goop. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you see all the stuff about her um, trial clothes? Yes. She looks like she would dress in from Target, yes. but they were like thousand dollar yeah. t shirts or whatever. I would do that because yeah. I'm sure it feels amazing. It probably and feels the tailoring amazing. is so much. Better. I would also hire I would a like tailor. My body more. Yes, I would also hire a tailor to come to my house and make all the oh, clothes 100%. fit me. Hundred percent. Oh my god! Can 100%. you imagine? I actually, I would love that. I would love that. I would yeah. get into clothes. Yeah, I like, think I would sure. too if I liked them and they fit me and I could afford. Also, I would have a makeup artist. Because mm. I would love to wear makeup and I just can't. I don't have the patience. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I yeah. I, I like do one, one thing. Look. That's what I yeah. do. I have one look and I just do the that. The other day, I was but up sometimes I do it and I'm like, no, it's not great. It's not a great. I'm not even that good that's at insane. the thing that I do. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I'm like not that good at it. Yeah. Oh, you mean like your one look? You yes. Don't feel yeah, like you're yeah. good at. Yeah. Oh, I think you are. Okay. I was Thank up till two a.m. the other day just watching makeup personalities. <laughs> Yeah. They're addicting. I'll send They're you one. She's really cool. Okay. She's cool. Send to me. Let me look her up, actually. I'll recommend it. Anyway, continue. Um, what are you talking about? What's next? Well, one sort of fun, good fun fact is all the clothes were um, sold, like all the clothes from this movie, which is over, like, I think it said over a million dollars worth of clothes. Jesus Christ. And they were all sold, and all of the money went to breast cancer research. That's awesome. Anne Hathaway, the quote, the thing I read specifically said that Anne Hathaway bought her green dress and that. A um, great dress. Yeah, it's a great dress. And that Meryl Streep has some, um, one of the, now I can't remember what that was, but like she has one of the jackets. And I was like, so she, she didn't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think of Meryl Streep. I think mean, she's impressive and stuff, but she's so. Like, so iconic that, you know me, I'm immediately, like, suspicious. But she didn't actually go to Paris because they couldn't afford to send her there. So you only see her inside of rooms that they shot in America. <laughs> what do you mean they couldn't afford it? She, she had, said like, a writer she, Yeah, she must have had a writer for be. how much she needed to be paid to go somewhere else. To travel outside of the U.S. I believe that she's cool because she's been married to the same person since before she that's was cool. famous. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I think that she – And maybe that, like, legit. is a protective thing for herself about her time – like, her boundaries and her time with her family. Like, I don't know her life. It was just sort of crazy to I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I if you have the clout, like, do it. Yeah, for sure. I also think it contributes to how young she looks and her skin being, like, flawless. You know, I have this theory that I think people get arrested in their whatever age they yes. were in when they got into a relationship. <laughs> okay, real quick. We'll put this in the link in our <laughs> show notes. The makeup person that I love is called Alexandra Anel. A-N-E-L-E. She's fucking dope. That's quite so look a her shout out. If you're interested. <laughs> look her up. Link in show Anyways. notes. Okay. I think that's so, most of what I have. <laughs> when I wish somebody would do that knows fashion would do like a breakdown of her outfits mm-hmm. and how much everything costs and mm-hmm. stuff. Like do like a photo of each one and then break down what it I is. I wonder if that exists. But I agree. That would be great. If somebody knows. Forward it to me. Yes. I'm interested. I think one of the saddest moments was the moment when um, Meryl Streep – what is her character's name? Why can't I remember her name? Uh, something Priestley. Miranda. Miranda. When Miranda fucks over Stanley Tucci. 
The saddest moment. Yeah. Saddest. Mm-hmm. So sad. And then when he's like, she'll get me back. And you're like, oh, dude, you're too far gone. And then when Anne Hathaway is like, will she? And he's like, no, probably not. Like, gotta believe oh, it. You, know, you gotta believe it or you gotta leave. Like, those are your yeah. options when you're in those. It's an abusive relationship. But it was happening to him. Like, so many people he thought he could trust conspired against him for that to happen. Because that guy, the other guy, the designer, knew too. Yeah. Icky. I loved his little bit of backstory. He's such a good actor. But also the script was really well done. Yeah. Um, the little bit of backstory that you hear about him being like a farm boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like clearly – I mean he's he plays gay. He mm-hmm. plays queer. So like you yeah. can think of him being like this isolated yeah. queer kid. It, I, it explains why he would like latch on to mm-hmm. this woman. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The, speaking of the screenwriter, she also wrote 27 Dresses. Oh. And co-created My Crazy, crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. I love 27 um, Dresses. And she graduated – she went to Harvard. <laughs> so, like – Classic. This this chick is – Smarty pants. Doing well. I don't have She probably made else. so much money off of this movie. Oh, my gosh. So much. The last thing I'll say that I was surprised and delighted by was the cameo of the guy who plays um, Debbie's husband in Yes, Glow. I love I was like, look at you. You've been succeeding for so long. He's also a madman. Yes. I was like, this is amazing. I did write down, it's funny to watch this guy be a feminist because he's like yeah. really just truly a feminist in this movie. He's it's awesome. such a delight. Agreed. Yeah. Great note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Been watching. Oh. Okay, I'll go. Um, okay. I've done, been doing a handful of rewatching. Really, what I was doing was studying anatomy because I took my final, got my final grade in the class, A minus. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. I'm very proud of myself. That's um, amazing. You worked so hard. On I worked that. very hard. So that you was had to great. dissect an eyeball. I had to dissect a cow eye and a sheep brain in my living room by myself. <laughs> that's kind of so insane. Crazy to me. Our retinas, our retinas, like your retina is like like a like a wet. It looks like a wet piece of like paper, like it's not solid at all. Ew! Oh god, (laughs) I just pictured myself like poking myself in the eye. Don't do it! Don't do it! Well, but aren't eyeballs kind of like tough? Like cutting through the eyeball itself is like kind of the muscles around it were very tough. Ew! 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 I don't want to tell you anymore. You're gonna have a. It's a lot. (laughs) Really? I want to know. So when it comes. Yeah, tell me. There's a lot of muscles and tissue and tendons around your eye because your eye has a lot of tendons to allow it to move in like all the directions, right? Yeah. So when it comes, you have to cut all that muscle off before you can cut into it. Okay. So I just had to use scissors and like cut. Like it's like you're cutting. I mean, it's like you're cutting like a piece of meat, but you can't squish the eye. (laughs) It was like really hard. And it was – that was maybe grosser than cutting into it for some reason because I felt so like – and you know I eat meat, and but I felt so like anytime, anytime the cornea and like lens are facing you, I was just like, <laughs> this was like in. I'm looking at you, yes. watching you just like chop it apart. I said thank you a lot to the brain and the eye. <laughs> I was like, thank you for your donation that you had no way of consenting to. I don't know, <laughs> gross, gross. But uh, yeah, it was gross. Anyway, so I was doing that. But the one thing I, it's a rewatch, but I'm rewatching Nancy Drew. It's basically Veronica Mars, but spooky. Uh-huh. And I love it. It's on HBO Max. I'm not calling it Max. It sounds stupid. 
Max. It's oh, why did it change? Like, I don't know. Because like it's the same, too. but it's not. Like why? It's not better. It must be some sort of like internal like power struggle or something. It has to be because it's dumb. Anyway, it's on HBO Max the first three seasons, and basically, I started watching the newest season. Got to like. Okay, has this happened to you where you go to watch a thing you're excited for and you think the whole season is out, but it's not? Yes. Yeah, I was, that happened to me with the bear. I yes. Like, the I, so I was very upset. I was three episodes in. I thought I had like 12 and I didn't. And there's a couple that I'm really – no surprise. There's a couple I'm really invested in and things can't – whatever. There's all these obstacles. Um, and I was like, I got to go back to the beginning. It's the only way I'll get – I'll be able to like wait for the actual finale. Season four mm-hmm. is the last season. So it's on the CW. So it's like a touch above. CW now does a lot of spooky supernatural stuff. I feel like the show Supernatural sort of like changed the trajectory of that network. Because mm-hmm. they did the Arrow and the Flash and a bunch of other stuff I don't watch. But anyway. They're trying to marvel at CW style. Yeah, basically. So they're all in there. They're all like 20 in the show. So they're not like teenagers exactly. And they have jobs. Okay. But it's great fun. I highly recommend it. It's like it, – it's a good spooky show, so watch it in the fall, I guess. That's what I've been watching. What are you looking up, cow eyes? I'm, no, I'm reading a quick <laughs> thing about why HBO is now mad. Oh. <laughs> oh. They dropped HBO because they want to be more open to parents and friends, and HBO has built a – it's a brand that has been built over five decades to be the edgy, brown, groundbreaking wow. trendsetter and entertainment for adults. So they basically want, like, middle America to get on board with Max? Kids and parents, kids. yeah. That's the dumbest shit. That's just too – I mean, I know multiple kids and parents who, like, just go onto the th- app and see what's there. And I also feel like they don't understand their – who – like, what their – Yeah, it's their not audience for- is people like us, like yeah. our age. And I'm not going to be like, oh, HBO is like the Cinemax. Stuff. No. <laughs> like, and it's not you know, Cinemax. Like, like that's their parents. Also, kids will watch stuff on Max if there's stuff for kids on Max. It has nothing to do with what it's called. No, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. I feel like people like our parents' generation like would be like, we can't – kids can't watch HBO. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They wouldn't even like look for it. There's so much like housing stuff on HBO now too. Like, Yeah, that's true. What's the all people? The what are their names? Stuff. Yeah, Magnolia. They're on there now. They they have all their shit. Anyway, what have I been watching? Mm-hmm. I actually remembered. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget when we started talking about this. Great. Because even when I think about it before we start um, our actual recording, it just drops out of my head. What at this was moment. that okay. noise? That was Brady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Brady's my dog. Brady, Brady, that. <laughs> Doesn't know. Uh, okay. So the first thing I watched was The Bear on Hulu. I watched the first season. The second season just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. And you- I found this show. Go ahead. No, I want to know. That was I was going to ask. I found it to be so annoying. Like, I found <laughs> this show to be so annoying. Like, I was pulled into it despite myself. I mean, I used to work in restaurants, so I was, like, kind of <laughs> interested in that. And so I – muscled through but i was on my phone most of the time Mm -hmm. and it was the kind of thing where like i was like this feels like it's gonna get better as the season goes on like it just feels like they don't really know what they're doing Mm -hmm. like a lot of it is 
clearly improv. Like they were like, this is what's happening in the scene. These are your character motivations. Like go. And the camera is handheld and just like follows people Mm. around. And it just feels, it has the quality to me of like bad improv where there's just like a microsecond too long of a pause before people react to things. Like these are not seasoned improvisers and it seems like they don't know them each other very well. So I I just got like cringy feeling. And I was like, oh, it's going to get better as it settles in. And then all of a sudden the season was over. Oh, (laughs) Like, oh, shit. Okay. Did it get better? Like, was the end nope. better than the beginning? <laughs> nope. Okay. It was cringy the whole time. And you know what? I'm going to watch the second season, <laughs> so I will let you know. Yeah. Keep me posted. I will. Um, the second thing I watched was on Netflix. It was Tour de France Unchained. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned this to me. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. We know that I like sports content, but I really think that you would like it and anyone okay. would like it even if they don't like sports. It's it's a documentary series that chronicles the t- whole Tour de France, which is a two – I should know because I just watched the thing. It's like a two or three-week bike race. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. different stages of it. There's like 27 yeah. stages or something. Each day is a different stage. And – it is fascinating. And explaining how cycling actually works is fascinating. It's like a team sport apparently. And like, it's just the different personalities. That's cool. It's so good. You should try it. I, should I will it. say, I think it is actually good because it's by the same producer, like generally good because it's by mm-hmm. the same producers that do that F1 show. Mm-hmm. And they also did Breakpoint, which mm-hmm. is about tennis. I don't like either of those shows. Like I tried to watch F1. I got like five five episodes in and I was like, I, these people suck. Like I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> the yeah, Tour de France is so – I also – you know how much I love men, like masochistic men? Yeah. And that's what this is. This is literally at one point and this is echoed in my head like multiple times over the last two weeks. There's one guy who is my favorite. He's, he's, he's great. His name is Art. He's amazing. <laughs> and he's like – they just keep talking about how cycling is just about how much you like pain you can endure and how much you like, like punishing yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has this line where he's like, it's just about how much you can hurt. Luckily I like hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's dark. There's one, there's one scene where once one guy is winning, he wins the stage and you can see at the end, his whole face is gray. And in in oh, uh, voiceover, they're like, so at this point, your body literally thinks you're dying. <laughs> like You have to God. be able to continue to move even when your body is literally shutting down. Jesus. It's insane. And I've watched cycling before just because I'm like mildly interested. Yeah. And when you're just watching it, like the regular coverage or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not the same at all. Like you. Just, oh, I can only like, – yeah, I can yeah. only imagine. I mean, I feel that way – well, the only sp- – sport it's a sport the only sport i ever really did was swimming and mm-hmm. watching olympians do swimming i mean it's not even showing the training or probably like if there's a documentary about it but even just watching them i'm like that's not what it feels like like i can't understand they look like they're just like swoop, 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 back and forth <laughs> like like seamlessly cutting through the water and it feels like when you're i mean i can't swim like them but when you're doing it your whole body's like, <gasps> like trying to move <laughs> So, I, I can only imagine similar. Like, yeah, rowing, rowing looks also looks really but, easy. And I've yeah. gone, I tried. Taylor's actually a rowing instructor now. She like is oh, certified yeah. and she has her final test uh, tomorrow. But not Taylor Swift. Not Taylor Swift. <laughs> Although maybe she does that too. Um, yeah. No, those classes would be sold out. It'd be chaos. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine if you went to a rowing class and Taylor Swift was just like in the third row? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I cannot. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, those people must have to work out by themselves, like with a trainer, maybe. But like they probably they can't just like go to a gym unless there's like a celebrity gym where people it don't care because <laughs> probably there is probably. Um, anyways, it yeah, I've tried to row just because the classes she teaches are like forty five minutes, and I tried to just do ten minutes. And I mean, I did ten minutes, but at the end I'm like falling off the thing, like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I once asked a guy I was dating; he was a rower in college, and I was like, "Oh, it must be really meditative. Like it seems like meditating." And he was like, "Absolutely not. You can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. most stress you can put your body through." Yeah. Okay. The final thing that I've been watching. Do you have anything else? No, <laughs> studying. Okay. I was studying, and I was just studying. <laughs> And then yeah, I was I watching laid off YouTube two weeks stuff. ago. So I've just been watching and reading <laughs> and having different... a fucking great you time. You and I really just like flip because I feel like there are yeah. times where you have all your classes and like work got like weirdly busy and things were insane. And I was like, dude, I have literally nothing to do. I need to find activities. And now we switch places. Now you have activities and school <laughs> yeah. and all your shit. Yeah, we really did switch. I got laid off, which is like not great, I guess. But I am – I've decided not to be upset about it yeah. because it is what it is. It's beyond my – control mm-hmm. and i'm having a great ha- i'm basically it. on summer vacation like best. i feel like i'm what 17 on summer vacation <laughs> in your fucking own great. fucking house how great yeah and i'm looking for jobs so I'm yeah, wrong, yeah. Like, oh my she's God, applying so she's doing all the stuff you guys don't worry i went to the library today to get a library card and literally the whole way through i thought of you actually because it's so suburban and i was yeah. like really enjoying it like in my car yeah. all the whole way i was just like i love my life right now i love, that's my, so life. Nice. I love my life i love, I love my those life. moments yeah that's <laughs> awesome it was great. Okay, the last and final thing is on HBO, Barry. Oh, yeah, that's Barry, on my on list. Here. You've mentioned it before. I don't know that you'll like it. You think it's I won't? It's really good, but it's too dark. There's no – you can't root for anybody. Oh, yeah. There's no character where you're like, that's a good person. I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Good. I think it's Thank fucking you. hilarious, but you have to go into it just like – it's. I don't know. It's really interesting, though. Like, I've, I've listened to – Bill Hader talk about his process and he doesn't know what's going to happen like ever. Like he just like sits down and starts writing. Yeah. And the show is like that. Like you can never see anything coming like random shit. It feels like life, like random shit happens. (coughs) And then he's really good at tying that into what has already happened. So everything that happens feels like it's kind of like improv, like everything that happens feels real, Mm -hmm. but it's real in a way that's like stranger than fiction. Yeah, yeah. So good. But um, it just ended. So the finale okay. came out a few weeks ago. Were you satisfied Brilliant. by the finale? I mean, no. Mm. But in a way that was satisfying because the whole show was like that. Yeah, <laughs> Like yeah, it yeah. ended it and fit, I was like, but, but, but I'm Did not it done. fit the tone of what yeah, Barry it had been? It did. It did. It did. Actually, it it did very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. It's In that way, it was satisfying. Um, okay. Well, maybe I'll just watch one or two and see if I can handle it. I love him. I know he's very different in it than like his SNL or like funny version of himself or other versions of himself. But I've been curious about it. So no. And I I had a hard time with the first season. I I watched the first season maybe like three times before I continued through Mm -hmm. it. So keep that in mind. Anybody that's trying to watch Barry, like it gets so much better. Okay. Cool. Well, that's some solid wrecks all over the map. Yeah. We're very excited about this. We are doing. I'm pumped. Avery can't contain herself. This is a gem from our childhood. And like I said, I have had a lot of free time lately and I've been revisiting gems from my childhood. And it's a delight. 
it's solid. I mean, yeah. that's kind of why I feel like I'm 17 again, but ha, 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 great movie. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Um, so we're going to do Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Lizzie McGuire is the first show ever that I knew when it was on and like yeah. planned my time around it and I would have to leave swim practice and we had to drop off Allie and I knew how long that was going to take and she didn't think it was very important and the amount of times I missed the beginning of an episode of Losing Guard and back then you missed it you missed it you missed it too bad for you it and they were like, short too it wasn't they were like 20 minutes yeah so if you missed the beginning you missed like a fucking third <sighs> of it yeah so we're excited so excited mine was that Boy Me- and Boy Meets World and then I think it was like morning cartoons, like when you would wake up at like 6 a.m. and turn on Disney Channel yep. and there was like the Little Mermaid cartoon. Yes. That was my shit. I loved, I, loved I did that. the Saturday morning cartoons, but I was watching them with my older brother. Very nice of him. Um, but it was like whatever he, it was like Animaniacs. It was more that mm-hmm. cartoon. Animaniacs made me feel weird and squiggly. Well, it like is weird and squiggly and so is Pinky and the Brain. Um, anyway, that's not what Lizzie McGuire is No, like. <laughs> it'll be a delight. So we'll be back in two weeks with that. And in the meantime, oh, right. you can uh, send us an email at theripshpod at gmail.com. Um, what are you doing for summer? What are you watching this summer? Are there summer things we should be watching? Send us some some stuff. Um, or you can find us on socials at theripshpod. You can go online and, to our website and possibly sign up for a Patreon if you feel like doing that at theriftpod.com. But you don't have to do any of those things. And we hope that you are enjoying your summer. Yes. Bye.